What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hello and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike, aka Mike D. And today I want to answer the question, who is the biggest movie star in the world right now? I put together my list, asked you guys online, crunched some numbers so I'll let you know who I think are in the top 10 as of this year. Speaking of movie stars in the movie review, we'll talk about a new movie from Ryan Reynolds called The Adam Project, which is out on Netflix. And keep that movie star theme alive because in the trailer park, we're talking about a new movie with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas coming out on Hulu called Deep Water. Appreciate you being subscribed and listening to the podcast. Special shout out to the Monday movie crew who listens every single Monday. You guys already know what it is. It's Monday. Let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. We're about to take a look at all the biggest actors across the land and define who is the biggest movie star out there right now. I still think there is such great power in being a movie star in a world where there's so many avenues of entertainment with TV shows, with TikTok stars, with YouTubers, I still think there's such a big lasting power with a movie star. And I think they're able to enter our lives in a way that kind of makes you feel like a kid again. Thinking of a big Hollywood actor, it just feels like something unattainable. Really what a movie star is, is an actor who is incredibly marketable because they can sell tickets with their name alone. These are all people that because their name is at the top as the leading role, a majority of people would just go see it based on already knowing their body of work, being a fan of that person, and just instantly knowing that if you go into watching a movie by one of these actors, you're probably in for a pretty good time. 
So their faces are recognizable on screen. They have some really great chemistry with their co-stars. Overall, just have a charming presence to them, which I think is what is more important to a movie star than a TV star. I feel like movie stars are so focused on the characters to create and the stories they're able to tell. And I feel like us as viewers, we feel like we get to know them through their characters to the point that we actually think that they are their characters because sometimes we don't really know a whole lot about what these people are like behind closed doors. So we just kind of know them for what they do and how they act and the characters they are. We think they are that person. But what does it take to be a movie star? You need some talent. You need a lot of perseverance. A lot of the actors on this list have been doing this for a very long time. So they've been able to put in the hard work. You need something kind of extraordinary about you, whether it be a look, the way you take on a role, just your overall on-screen presence. And then you really need a lot of good luck. And one of the best quotes I saw that defines what an actor is and how it's different from being a movie star. The quote goes, an actor is someone who pretends to be somebody else. A movie star is somebody who pretends that that somebody else is them. And I think that tells it perfectly. When you see a movie star, they are able to live inside that role, sometimes through method acting, do all these things to prepare themselves to fully be that person and take that role on is a whole nother level than just, oh, I'm going on screen and pretending. And I feel like that kind of talent is what defines a movie star. So with all that said, I want to get into this list. And for each actor, I want to talk about what I think their signature role is, their last five movies to kind of put a time frame on what they've done recently, how much their movies have grossed overall, like every single movie, their total combined gross at the box office, what they made in the last year, how many Instagram followers, and then the project they have coming out next. Because we're not talking all-time movie stars here. Just right now, if you were going to pull the biggest 10 movie stars, who would they be? That's what this list is. So let's get in at number 10. I went with Scarlett Johansson, who I would arguably say that her signature role is Black Widow. She's done so many movies, though. And when I was talking about range and versatility, like she has one of the biggest ranges out of everybody on this list. She can do drama. She can do sci-fi with her role as Black Widow. That's taking on superhero action movies. She can do romantic comedies. She can really do it all and does it all so well. Her last five movies include Sing 2, Black Widow, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, and Avengers The Endgame, which is a pretty big Range just right there. That's an animated movie, two superhero movies, and then two Oscar-nominated movies. And overall, Scarlett Johansson, her movies have grossed $12.9 billion. She's been in so many movies. She's been an actress since she was a kid. And just last year alone, she made $56 million. The interesting thing about Scarlett Johansson and some of the other people on this list, she has no social media, no Instagram, no Twitter, Maybe she has secret accounts that she keeps in touch with friends and family on there. Her private life is extremely private. We get details here and there. When she gets married, when she has kids, she is married to Colin Jost, was married to Ryan Reynolds before him. But all the other details of her private life, of her day-to-day life, we don't really get a glimpse into that. Her next movie coming out is a movie called Asteroid City, which is set to release later this year. It's a movie with Tom Hanks. She is somebody I will always associate with being an amazing actress. I feel like everybody has at least one movie that they love from her. My favorite one is actually 
probably one of her most underrated roles, but she was the voice in her. So at number 10, I'm going with Scarlett Johansson. At number nine, I'm going to put Tom Holland, who his signature role would easily be Spider-Man. His last five movies were Uncharted, Spider-Man No Way Home, Cherry, Chaos Walking, which was a bit of a flop, and then The Devil All the Time. In those five movies, I feel like as a young of an actor as he is, he's really already started to show his range from Uncharted being a leading action star. Of course, everybody loves him as Spider-Man. I think he's really taken that role, refreshed it, and made it what it needs to be right now. And then you have movies like Devil All the Time and Cherry, which show more of a serious side, more of just his raw talent. But I think he really has that versatility. And it's all a matter of the movies he takes on next after he is done being Spider-Man. And I think he's done a pretty good job at people not just associating him with that role. I think with Tobey Maguire back in the 2000s, it was harder for him to get out of that role and do other movies because those movies were so massive. But I think with Tom Holland, now that he's done these other projects early on, I think he's been able to show that he's not just Peter Parker. And I feel like we will be able to take him seriously when he is done playing that role. But his movies have already grossed $6.2 billion, which it also helps that he's been in a good amount of the Avengers movies. Last year, he made... $10 million, which it never fully came out how much he made for No Way Home. So that's an estimated what he made last year. I would argue it's probably more than that. He has 64.3 million followers on Instagram and has currently no next movie announced. And I think I would have rated Tom Holland higher on this list right now. But when I asked the question on Twitter and Facebook, I was surprised to see a lot of people said they had to Google who Tom Holland was to recognize him. So maybe to me, he's fully established, but to other people, still a fairly new name. I think after you Google him and see his picture, you instantly connect him with the movies he's been in. But just because I did see that from a certain amount of people, I had to rank him a little bit lower. So I put him at number nine, Tom Holland. At number eight, I'm going with Sandra Bullock. It's harder to pick a signature role for Sandra Bullock because she has been in movies for so long. I tend to associate her with the mom on the blind side. I think that was such a career-defining role for Sandra Bullock that that's where my mind goes. It's either the blind side or miscongeniality for me. But her last five movies include The Unforgivable, Bird Box, Ocean's 8, Our Brand is Crisis, and Gravity. Her movies have grossed $4.8 billion at the box office worldwide, just last year alone, she made $20 million, and she's another actor who does not have any social media, no Instagram followers, no Twitter followers. She's completely out of that. I think she said at one point she will never take a selfie in her life, and her next movie coming out is called The Lost City. Why I decided to put Sandra Bullock at number eight, I love her work. I think I've loved pretty much every single movie I've seen Sandra Bullock in. Even her worst movies are still better than most. And I think it's because she is Sandra Bullock that I always give her the benefit of the doubt. And I just love how much of a range she has. She's able to do very serious roles. She's able to do action roles. I mean, back in the day, Speed was one of my favorite movies. But she also does drama so well, just from the blind side. Her last movie on Netflix, The Unforgivable, I felt was a silent hit. And then she was in one of the biggest Netflix movies of all time, really kind of defined and really started to make those movies a thing with Bird Box. I feel like her name alone is an instant draw to movie theaters. And she is an actor who 
fully embraced the online method of putting out movies without hesitation, has had such a long career and is still as relevant as ever putting out great movies. So at number eight, I'm going with Sandra Bullock. At number seven, because he is super hot right now, everybody's talking about him, has really elevated himself in the last four to five years. And it is Robert Pattinson, who his signature role is Edward Cullen from Twilight. And I think that's what everybody knows him has because those movies were so big. And now it's weird that people will still bring that role up when he is playing the Batman. But that just shows you how one character can stay with you throughout your entire career, even when you do a bunch of other great movies in between. I think now after the Batman, hopefully people will recognize how much he's evolved since then. But his last five movies include, yes, the Batman, the Devil All the Time, Tenet, Waiting for the Barbarians, The King, and I threw in an honorable mention since I haven't been talking about Batman so long, The Lighthouse. His movies have grossed $3.8 billion worldwide. Last year alone, he made $3 million, and that's a pretty low rate for him to play the Batman. And yet another actor who does not have any social media, he has zero Instagram followers. There is like a Robert Pattinson fan account that has almost a million followers, but if you follow that one, that is not him. And he also has no next movie announced. I feel like Robert Pattinson is highly underrated. I was never the biggest fan of Twilight when it came out. I watched the first one in theaters and actually thought it was a pretty good movie. But I guess since I didn't really follow along in his journey through those movies, I never really associated him directly with that character. I think it was, you know, recently in his career when he was doing movies like Good Time and The Lighthouse, I myself really started to love his movies and started to watch every single thing he came out with. And when it was announced that he was going to be the Batman, I was really excited about it, unlike maybe some other people. But I think that role has highly elevated where he stands. And if it weren't for that role, he may have not have even made this list. But I think now, without a doubt, he's fully established his name. Everybody knows who he is. And everybody has an opinion on him. And that's important, too, because if someone's going to criticize a role you decide to take on, that means you're doing something right. You're such a compelling actor that people question whether or not you can take this role on. And then he does those roles, completely nails them, and can just show it to all his haters. So at number seven, I'm going with Robert Pattinson. At number six, he's been one of everybody's favorite actors for a very long time now. Another person who has been acting since they were a kid. It is Leonardo DiCaprio. Again, so many iconic roles, but I think his signature one, if I had to say just one, it would be Jack from Titanic. His last five movies include Don't Look Up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Revenant, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Great Gatsby. And there's a pretty big time difference in some of those movies. I think now he's kind of back on doing the one movie a year. He kind of went away silently without anybody knowing after he won his Oscar and then is really back now trying different roles. And I think... Hasn't even reached the height of his career yet. He's almost had these different little apexes of his career in the 90s and the 2000s. And now he's having this whole different one now in the 20s. But overall, his films have grossed $6.6 billion worldwide. Last year alone, he made $30 million. He has 52.6 million followers on Instagram. And his next movie coming out this year is a Martin Scorsese movie called Killers of the Flower Moon, which looks awesome. He's also doing a movie that's coming out in a couple years where he's playing Theodore Roosevelt. So I think he's being very particular on what projects he takes on now. I was kind of surprised to see him in Don't Look Up, but after that movie came out, 
made a little bit more sense why he did that kind of role. But he's been one of my favorite actors for a very long time now. And he's in that category of somebody I will watch no matter what they are in. And not only that, I'll watch whatever they're in and I'll probably love it. So at number six, going with Leonardo DiCaprio. Getting into the top five now, at number five, going with Tom Hanks. His signature role is without a doubt Forrest Gump. Like that is just his quintessential iconic role from Tom Hanks. His last five movies, three of them being Apple TV Plus exclusives with Finch, News of the World, Greyhound. And then before that, he did A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood where he portrayed Mr. Rogers. And then Toy Story 4, which he returned as Woody in the final Toy Story film. His movies have grossed $9.1 billion worldwide. Last year alone, he brought in $50 million. I think a lot of that is from those Apple movies. And he has 9.3 million followers on Instagram. And his next movie coming out very soon is Elvis, where he plays Elvis' manager. And I think for the longest time, Tom Hanks was the movie star. I mean, he's been the movie star since the 80s. He is so charming, so charismatic on screen. And he is somebody who we love all the characters he does to where he already seems like he's a good guy in person. But you greatly see that come out through his characters and through his acting. And not only one of the most recognizable faces on screen, but his voice alone as being the voice on Toy Story. He can really do it all. So at number five, I went with Tom Hanks. And just above him, at number four, I went with Will Smith, who I feel like just has a few more iconic roles than Tom Hanks somehow. Even though I think his most iconic role is actually a TV role, we all associate with him being the Fresh Prince. The first real role I associated with him, though, was Jay from Men in Black. His last five movies include King Richard, Bad Boys for Life, Gemini Man, which was a bit of a flop, Aladdin, and Bright. His movies have grossed $6.5 billion worldwide. Last year, he made $40 million. He has 59.3 million Instagram followers. And his next movie is called Emancipation, coming on Apple TV+. And why I think he ranks above Tom Hanks is because right now, Will Smith is fully embracing social media. And you may say, well, this is a list of movie stars. Why would that come into effect? I think he has been able to create such a presence online. He has found a way to connect with fans, unlike some of the other members on this list. And through that connection, he's able to tie it back into promoting his movies. And looking at the most recent body of work in his versus Tom Hanks, right now he's really coming off that buzz of having an Oscar-worthy performance in King Richard. Before that, he was bringing back one of his most beloved franchises, Bad Boys for Life took on a very big live action Disney adaptation and did a really good job in it. So I think he has this huge personality that he's able to expand the brand even more online, a full out global superstar. And I think right now he is just a bigger actor than Tom Hanks. So number four, I feel good about Will Smith. At number three on the list, I went with Tom Cruise. His signature role, I would say Maverick and Top Gun. His last five movies include Mission Impossible Fallout, American Made, The Mummy, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and then another Mission Impossible movie, Rogue Nation. His movies have grossed $3.4 billion worldwide. Last year, he made $13 million. 
He has 6.1 million followers on Instagram, and his next movie coming out, hopefully this year, is Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible 7. He's also working on an untitled movie that is being shot partly in space. And if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you may have heard that I'm not the biggest fan of his movies. I would lean more towards his dramas. I think Rain Man is probably my favorite Tom Cruise movie. I'm excited to see the new Top Gun movie just because visually it looks amazing. And also it's just been a movie that's been teased for a couple years now that I just need to see it at this point. But the part I can respect about Tom Cruise is his dedication and love for making a big movie and also his passion for having his work be displayed on a big screen the old school classic way. I can get behind that message. And I think that's why these movies have been delayed for so long because at the end of the day, he wants his work to be seen by the most amount of people as possible. And I also love the dedication to his work, even though it seems crazy as times. He's been an actor who really embraces doing his own stunts, doing things that no other people have done before, like shooting that movie in space, flying fighter jets, and sometimes even injuring himself in the process. And when I racked up the votes on what everybody said on Twitter and Instagram, he was clearly at the top of a lot of people's list as well. And also like Tom Hanks, he's been starring and putting out iconic movies since the 80s. And he'll be 60 years old later this year and really has no sights in slowing down. So even though I'm not the biggest fan, I can recognize a movie star when I see one. So at number three, we're going with Tom Cruise. Now we're at the top two. And these two actors were easily the one everybody said online. It was either this actor or this actor. So I had to outweigh them accordingly. Both of these actors, I feel like I've said on different occasions that I've seen them in so many movies in the last few years that I'm almost getting tired of them. But that's also coming from me who watches every big new movie that comes out. So maybe I'm the only one feeling that fatigue. But it seems like anytime you put a slate of new movies coming out in a year, they're probably in a couple of them. And at number two, I'm going with Ryan Reynolds. I feel like his signature role is Deadpool because it feels like he put so much of himself in that character. His last five movies include The Adam Project, which I'll review later, Red Notice, Free Guy, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and Six Underground, which is another Netflix movie. Last year, he made $20 million. His movies have grossed $3.1 billion worldwide. He has 41.8 million followers on Instagram. And his next movie is a Christmas movie with Will Ferrell called Spirited. And I think after that, he's not doing any movies for a while. And I really like Ryan Reynolds. He's a funny, charismatic, good-looking guy who is an easy choice for a leading man. And I think at any point to where your biggest criticism of an actor is they're in too many movies, that is a pretty good indication of how big of a movie star they actually are. He's just an actor, a person that everybody loves, also does so much to give back. So above just being a movie star, he also seems like a pretty good guy. I'll get into more how I feel his evolution has come as an actor when I review his new movie called The Adam Project. So at number two, we're going with Ryan Reynolds. And at number one, you probably guessed it by now, it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who even more so than Ryan Reynolds is literally in everything right now. Although I don't really think he has a signature role yet. 
in the amount of movies he's done, I still don't feel like there's one I associate with The Rock. I just really know him as being one of the most famous people in the world right now. And he's just in every single movie that comes out. Maybe it's Hobbs from Fast and the Furious. Maybe it's Maui and Moana. Or maybe he hasn't even done it yet. It could be Black Adam when it comes out later this year. But his last five movies include Red Notice, which he also starred in with Ryan Reynolds, Jumanji, The Next Level, Hobbs and Shaw, Skyscraper. I did like his disaster movie phase there for a minute between that and Rampage. Last year alone, he made $50 million. He has 303 million followers on Instagram. His movies have grossed $3.5 billion at the box office. His next movie coming out is an animated DC movie called League of Pets. And then later this year, he'll be in Black Adam. And kind of along the same lines of Will Smith, he has also really used social media to his advantage to really take his level of movie stardom to a whole nother level. And the thing about The Rock is he has those 303 million followers. So when he is working on a project, you know he is working on a project because he is posting about it as he's filming and promoting it as he goes along. He really does a great job at promoting every single thing he's a part in and making it seem like the biggest thing in the world from his tequila brand to his energy drink to his Under Armour line, but really kind of ramps it up promoting all of his movies. I don't think I would be as excited for Black Adam coming out this year if it wasn't for him kind of documenting some of that process. But I think right now, he is the quintessential movie star. And it's crazy because I remember him mostly from back in the day. I was such a fan of wrestling. And I remember the first time he took on a movie role and was stepping outside of wrestling. That was a whole new thing. And he really kind of created that path of being able to take somebody coming from a profession like that to becoming the biggest movie star. And a lot of that was through making a lot of bad movies. If you look early in his career, he really didn't have a hit until really like within the last 10 years, but we kind of forget about all that early on stuff. And I feel like he has kind of created that path for other wrestlers turned actors like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Batista, but The Rock is so famous and such a big movie star that I think out of everybody on this list, he's maybe the only one that my mom could name and identify. You could go up to anybody on the street and they will instantly know who The Rock is and have seen him in at least one movie. So I think for all those reasons and more is why I put The Rock at number one. I will do some honorable mentions now because I know if you've listened to this entire list, you were like, well, what about this actor? And the ones I felt that were really close to making the list were Ben Affleck, who was in a really good spot of his career right now. Mark Wahlberg, who is consistently putting out decent movies, I would say. I did hear an interesting thing he said the other day. He said, not only is it just so hard to get a movie made, it's even harder to make a good movie. And I feel like his career reflects that. Also close to making the top 10 were Michael B. Jordan, who is still on the rise of his career. Denzel Washington, who also made $40 million last year. Daniel Craig, who was the highest paid actor last year, making $100 million. Gal Gadot, who has had also a really strong last few years. Jennifer Lawrence, Adam Sandler, maybe if I would have been making this list 10, 15 years ago would have made the list. And then Brad Pitt, 
who I just felt his most recent body of work really wasn't there. So that's my list. If there's another actor you think deserved to make the top 10, you can always send me an email, moviemikeyd at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at MikeDistro. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's get into it now. A spoiler-free review of The Adam Project starring Ryan Reynolds, which is streaming now on Netflix, where Ryan Reynolds plays a time-traveling fighter pilot named Adam, and he has to team up with his 12-year-old self on a mission to save the future. Sounds great, doesn't it? Before I get into my review of The Adam Project, here's just a little bit of the trailer. Do you remember this? I mean, this is happening to me. It already happened to you, right? Unless it works more like a multiverse where each ripple creates an alternate time. A multiverse? My God, we watch too many movies. So 2050, is it really bad? It's not great. Find him. Get ready to run. So I have to say, it's been a while since I've watched a movie that made me feel like a kid again in a way that's different than any superhero movie or anything like that I've seen recently. This movie really has some kind of nostalgic vibes. And while I was watching this movie, it made me kind of think of 
there is some kid out there, maybe five, six, seven, ten years old, who is watching this movie. And in 15, 20 years, when they have a movie podcast like I do, this will be a movie they will be talking about that changed their life as a kid and a movie that will probably stay with them for a very long time. And why I think that is because this movie incorporates sci-fi with the time traveling, it has the action, but it also has this emotional attachment that brings them all together. So it reminded me of watching movies like E.T. for the first time, movies like The Goonies, or even like Back to the Future. All of these quintessential movies that us as movie fans just have to watch. They are just part of the DNA that go into making up all your tasted movies. And I feel like The Adam Project is that new added movie into that category. So like I said, this movie is about Ryan Reynolds' character. He's this fighter pilot named Adam. Crash lands into 2022 coming from the future. And he lands right outside of his old house. He's injured, needs to find a way to get back into his ship and back continuing on to his mission. And that's where he meets his 12-year-old self, who is young Adam in the movie, played by a new actor named Walker Scobell. And they have to team up together. He has to convince him to come with him further into the past. You also have Jennifer Gardner and Mark Ruffalo in this movie, which I felt was a cool reunion from 13 going on 30. I thought it was cool seeing Mark Ruffalo and Ryan Reynolds together because they are both separate in the Marvel Universe. Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool and Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk. Somehow this is the first movie they've ever done together. And I just felt like this movie had all the best elements of a big Hollywood movie. And it kind of just gives you that feeling again of watching something fun but done right to where both kids and adults will enjoy this movie. And I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the last three years. And I think a big part of that is obviously because of Ryan Reynolds and how I was talking about earlier is I've kind of felt like he's been playing the same character over and over, which is a character he does well, which is a lot of, you know, himself. But I feel like in this movie, there was a little bit of that, but it was kind of him showing a little bit of an evolution in his journey as an actor. He was kind of known very early in the beginning of doing all these comedies, has now stepped more into the action and Marvel movies. But I feel like this is a step further into where this movie also has a pretty big emotional side to it. And he has a pretty 3D character in this to where it's not just the funny guy with the one-liners and the pop culture references. There's some actual substance here. There's a love story here. There's an emotional connection with him and his younger self. And taking it a step further with him and his relationship with Mark Ruffalo, who plays his dad, and Jennifer Gardner, who plays his mom. I just saw a lot more in Ryan Reynolds that I'd really ever seen before in a movie. And not that it's a super serious, dark, emotional movie. It's still a very grounded and fun movie at the core of it. But it was nice to see that element here that I really wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be just a straight on sci-fi movie. So I think it does a lot of things well. It has the drama. The sci-fi is really great in this. The action is great. And then the comedy is just at the bottom of all that. It's not at the forefront. It's like the warm fuzz and the glue that kind of holds it all together. But yeah, I just felt like this is one of the best things you can watch on Netflix right now. And I'm surprised that a movie of this scale is rolling out straight to Netflix. And it's kind of even blending it further now that to make a big movie like this, you don't have to put it out in theaters. And I love that. 
I think for the first time, I'm really starting to see how certain movies can just benefit more from having a Netflix release. And as long as a lot of people are there watching them, it really has no difference. I think for the longest times, it just felt like, oh, only the movies with less production or the movies with, you know, lesser known actors are going to Netflix. Therefore, they're not as good a movies. But I feel Netflix has really made it a point to get some A-list actors. And you also have a new talent here with Walker Scobell, who plays young Adam in the movie. He's only 13 years old. And what I found interesting about him is he learned to play a younger version of Ryan Reynolds by watching Deadpool. Like, he was such a big fan of that movie, kind of learned how Ryan Reynolds speaks, his mannerisms, and what a younger version of him would look like, and did it in this movie, and did it really well. So overall, I thought this is a really strong movie for Ryan Reynolds and a step in the right direction for him. I would give The Atom Project four out of five spaceships. I think it's a must-watch right now on Netflix. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Now it's time for the part of the podcast where I break down a movie trailer of a film coming to you very soon in theaters or streaming online in a segment called It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. 
And this week, I want to talk about a movie coming out on Hulu this Friday. It stars Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas called Deep Water. It's a thriller, romance. I really don't know exactly what to call this movie. So many things going on in the trailer. And here's just a little bit of that. Why is mom so different around other people? I think this is who she is. You love me? Of course. Do you think we'll ever be just happy? God, I hope so. So I hope that gives you a little bit of sense of what this movie is about. It is described as a thriller slash erotic thriller. The movie is about Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas' character. They are a married couple. And he allows her to have affairs with other guys in hopes of saving their marriage. And the whole thing takes a twisted turn when all these people around them start showing up dead. So it's safe to say and looks like things get pretty messy here. Interesting thing about this movie and another reason I'm kind of excited to see this and it's actually been delayed for a while now and then was supposed to come out in theaters back in January but now it is seeing the light of day on Hulu this Friday. And this is the movie that Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas met filming back in 2019 they sparked dating rumors while they were making this movie. <clears throat> they sparked dating rumors while they were making this movie and then officially came out as a couple as a result of this. And then they split in early 2021 and Ben Affleck went on to date his former ex-fiance Jennifer Lopez. So I feel like this is a movie that neither of them want to promote right now because of their past and I really... Haven't seen any promotion. I don't know if it's for that exact same reason, but I imagine it would be hard to promote a movie like this with the subject matter being as steamy and scandalous as it is to go out and talk about it with your ex. But this movie also stars Jacob Elordi, who you may know from Euphoria. And I feel like he is really an up and coming movie star now. And I'll admit, I really didn't take him that serious as an actor when I saw him in all the Kissing Booth movies. But after watching him in Euphoria and saw how much of a good actor he actually is, not just being a tall, charming, good-looking dude, he can actually really act. So I've seen his comedic side in movies. I've seen his more dramatic side on Euphoria. So now I kind of want to see how all of that translates into the big screen. So this is definitely a movie I want to watch this weekend. If you're into psychological thrillers or erotic thrillers, as they put it, I think... This one looks pretty good. Again, it comes out this Friday, March 18th on Hulu if you want to stream that. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that is going to do it for another episode of the podcast here. And this is the time on every single episode where I give my listener shout out. It's just my appreciation to you for listening every single week. Being a part of the movie crew, how do you get a shout out? The easiest way to get a shout out, though, is tag me on your Instagram story, whether it be a picture of your dashboard, a screenshot of the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. I'll repost those and then give you a shout out on the next week's episode. And this week, I am shouting out Andrea South, who did that. She posted a picture of her car dashboard listening to last week's ranking of every single Batman movie and wrote, Sometimes I have to agree to disagree with this man, but I am still part of the Monday morning crew nonetheless. And that's what I always say. You don't have to agree with all my movie opinions. And a matter of the fact, you just won't. 
And that's the great thing about movies. We can come on here and debate them and discuss them online. We can both watch the same movie and have very different opinions. But the conversation it opens up is what makes it fun. And that's why I do this podcast. So appreciate you, Andrea, for that tag in your Instagram story. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Coming out later this week on Thursday will be the spoiler episode of The Batman, my full review with all the details, every single plot point. I'll get into that later this week. So if you've had a chance to watch it now and want to hear that spoiler-filled review, that'll be available here on the feed later this week. Hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you next time. And until then, go out and watch good movies. Later. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.